0: This is The Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: David Behrman joins us. You know who he is. Gatekeeper of all things gambling, especially on our digital site at ESPN. David, good evening. How you doing?
3: Good, Anita. How are you?
1: I'm, I'm, I'm well. I'm well. I, 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 you know, I wore my Aaron Judge T-shirt on Daily Wager tonight, expecting him to hit home run number 61. It didn't happen. He went one for four. But, you know, there's always tomorrow.
3: It'll happen. It'll happen. He's got what ten or eleven games left. He'll get it. Don't worry. He's
1: there. So, before we start talking about um, some NFL picks and plays for our listeners heading into uh, week three of the NFL season, just out of curiosity, if you caught ball number sixty-one, which they're anticipating the value to be five hundred thousand dollars at auction, or the ball sixty-two, which they are anticipating the value to be a million dollars at auction, what would you do with it? Would you keep it and auction it off, or would you give it to Aaron Judge?
3: I would likely give it to him, but I would oh. hope that he would give me a nice package in return. Like, I don't think I would just give it to him out of the kindness of my heart. But He's earned it. It's his ball. Um, I, I tweeted out the other day when the guy who caught the 60th gave it to him for free, and obviously I'm sure he got some swag out of it. I tweeted out, I go, is this classy or crazy? And it was kind of split down the middle. Half the people thought it was a real classy gesture to just give it to him, and other people thought he was crazy for not getting stuff out of it so
1: yeah i'm um, not i'm not giving it i'm 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 taking the money dude i'm taking the money
3: i'm taking the that money. judge and or, i mean judge is going to be you know he's going to be a half a billionaire pretty soon like i'm hoping he would at least give me something um i wouldn't i wouldn't want to give it to him for nothing maybe season tickets for life maybe a trip to the world series maybe i don't know autographed yeah, ball that does by nothing for me or I don't I don't I don't think I'd auction it I mean I'm standing right now in my man cave and I probably have a couple of hundred I don't know thousands of dollars worth of merchandise that's just in my man cave because I like to collect so I don't know I don't I don't know if I'd go to an auction I I would want money out of it but I'm not sure I'd I'd auction it off I know it's worth a lot of money that just seems if I can't have it why am I giving it to someone else you know what I mean I, don't
1: know. I hear you. I, you I, would, the just, I would just full, the full transparency. <laughs> I, I would I would auction it off. Sorry, not sorry. If he wants it, he could buy it from me. That's fine. All right, uh, let's you let's know let's know dive into uh, let's dive.
3: What do is blow it up like some fans did back in the day. But anyhow, go on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about NFL Week Three. And some of your picks and some of your plays. Just a reminder, um, all week long on ESPN, Chalk Column. We've got columns that... Uh, we've got the Thursday Night Column that, that posts. We've got the Week Column that posts. We've got the Monday Night Football Column that posts. So make sure you log on to ESPN.com and check out uh, all our picks and all our plays. Um, everybody contributes to the column, so make sure you do that. With that being said, let's talk about Week 3, and let's kick it off with... The Raiders, right? They lose a very disappointing loss in overtime to the Arizona Cardinals, which, by the way, for all you fantasy football freaks out there, if you've got um, Renfro, he has been uh, logged inactive. Uh, He is not going to play this week, unfortunately, because of the concussion that he did suffer uh, at the end of that that, uh, that Arizona Cardinals game. But nonetheless— um, this is a Raiders team they are favored on the road, heading to Tennessee by two and a half, two and a half. Uh, the over unders at forty five and a half what 's your play here, David
3: I think these two teams it 's a perfect example of not all things created equal to both 0 and two uh, in drastically different ways. The Titans have looked like absolute garbage in both their games. Um, you, you lose week one in a game you shouldn 't have lost to the Giants and then you just get the doors blown off of you on Monday night football from the bills and you have a Raiders team who could have won both games they were, they were right there with the Chargers at the end before losing by a field goal um and we all know what happened in the Arizona game blowing a 20 nothing lead um I think the Raiders are the better team I think the Raiders are better positioned um and, and I just think I happily will give the two two and a half to have the better team here uh, I, I worry about the Titans you know I think if Mike Vrabel didn't get that team to the number one seed last year he could potentially be a hot seat candidate, and depending on how bad their season goes, I just don't think they're very good. Anybody who watched the game on Monday night realized how bad their defense is. Uh, I think Tammy Hill's day has come and gone. Derrick Henry has some tread on them. Um, And I've liked the Raiders from the beginning. Disappointing 0-2 start. Um, I I took the over in the Raiders' win total. I took them as a long shot to win the West. Uh, May not happen with an 0-2 start, but I think they do bounce back and beat Tennessee here.
1: Um, you've got a, a Ravens team that uh, looked great in the beginning against your Miami Dolphins. And then, uh, and then they suffered some injuries in the secondary and Miami with the two wide receivers who run 4 three forties, Hasta la vista, baby. So now the Ravens have to pick themselves up, travel to New England to take on a Patriots team. They are favored by three on the road. What are you playing here?
3: I like the Ravens, and I know they blew the second-half lead to the Dolphins and their speedy wide receivers with some injuries at the cornerback and safety position, but I don't think New England's in any position to take advantage of that. I have not been impressed by what I've seen out of Mac Jones the first two weeks or the Patriots offense as a whole. I think they're going to struggle all year long. Uh, They they, they snuck by a not-very-good Steelers team last week while the Ravens looked like Super Bowl contenders in the first three quarters versus the Dolphins. I do have concerns about that defense, but as I just stated I don't think it's a, a an advantage that the Patriots take advantage of. I don't think their offense is very good at all. I think the Ravens are maybe not as good as we saw for the first three quarters versus Miami, but not as bad as we saw for the fourth quarter versus Miami. I think Lamar Jackson will have his way versus the Patriots. I expect a low-scoring game. So the Pats do have a good defense. But ultimately, the, I think the Ravens are the better team here. They're a 10-11, 12-1 team. Uh, well the Patriots are, are going to be a below 500 team, and I think uh, three is a small price to pay here. And it's definitely a little bit of a line overreaction from the Patriots winning last week in the and the Ravens blowing the lead. Uh, but I do like to lay the three right here.
1: Um, uh, the Texans, not that this is a game that many people are going to tune into, but nonetheless, I like your play here. The Texans on the road traveling to Chicago to take on Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. I think people are sleeping on just how good this Texans defense has been the first two weeks of the season. And now you're going up against a Bears team. Offensive line is horrible. Not a lot of offensive weapons. Um, and and this is a Texans team. Now they're getting three on the road. How are you playing this?
3: I agree with you. I like the Texans. I'm going to take the three on the road. I've been on them the first two weeks of the season. So let's go for the three-peat here. Uh, you know, working with, with friends in a contest of last man standing in terms of taking somebody each week. I've been on the Texans the first two weeks of the season, and I think you're getting a good price here. I think Texans can win this outright. Uh, Chicago won week one versus San Francisco in a really bad weather-conditioned game with a quarterback for the Niners, Trey Lance, who wasn't really ready to play in that game and obviously was not you know there for the rest of the season. Um, I, I think Chicago just happened to be in the fortunate situation week one versus Lance and bad weather, uh, and you saw how good they're not. Bay uh, last Sunday night, and I've been on the show many times. Anita touting Bears under six and a half, Bears under five and a half. I even took a stab at Bears to have the worst record in football this year. Obviously, the win week one didn't didn't help that bit. Um, I don't think they're any good at all. Uh, Justin Fields, they refused to let him, as they might say, with Russell Wilson. Uh, Will throw the ball eleven times last week. I just that the, the Texans have looked good through the first two weeks of the season, uh, and, and the Bears to me have not. And I, I like the points here.
1: Uh, again, David Behrman joining us here on 98.7 ESPN, all things ESPN. You want to make sure that you check out all our columns. It's not just NFL, it's college. Um, it's, it's, it's a number of, uh, of columns that we post each and every week, getting you ready for a variety of sports. Uh, let's talk about the lions and the Minnesota Vikings, right? Like the lions are putting up averaging 30 points a game, but they're also giving up 30 points a game to their opponents. I love the over here. That's my favorite play in this matchup. I like over 52 and a half. Uh, but this is a Minnesota Vikings team back at home after a disappointing loss last week, and they're favored by six. What is your play here?
3: Uh, I do think you're right on the over here, especially if it drops a little bit in the 51 or 52 range. I just like the Lions. Uh, buying it up to seven if you can. You can take the six. I don't mind the six at all. Uh, it, the Lions have looked, you know, they, they looked pretty good the first two weeks. They they covered against Philadelphia, and you saw them go out and smash D.C. last week. Vikings on short rest after getting blown out of the water on Monday night football uh, by the Eagles, and I actually thought the sign would be closer to four, four and a half, so I'm probably surprised it's six. I, I do think Minnesota will play better. We all know the drill by now, Cousins at home is, Pack of a lot better than Cousins in prime time on Monday and Sunday night football as we've seen. The Vikings looked really, really good against the Packers at home two weeks ago. Uh, but but actually the Lions are, are better than people think they are. You know they're going to win the division, no? Uh, but I don't think the Vikings are either. I think the Vikings were, were Week One Super Bowl champions and we'll leave it at that. Uh, everybody's excited about that and people actually thought they were going to you know fight the Eagles last week. But I was all over the Eagles as we stated on this show. Um I do like the Lions. I think their offense is, is hitting on all cylinders and the Vikings defense isn't very good. Uh maybe the Vikings win this game, but I'll happily. Listen.
1: Before we let you go, let's do one more, and that's the Rams uh taking on the Arizona Cardinals having to travel to Arizona. Man, the Rams almost lost to Atlanta last week. There's just something really wrong with this Rams team. Uh is it a Super Bowl hangover? Who knows? But I'm I'm on the Arizona side. I like the fact that they're getting three and a half. You don't even have to buy the hook. How are you playing this one?
3: You know, I I think the Cardinals found something in the fourth quarter versus versus the Raiders last week after looking awful. I mean, they looked like the worst team in football for the first seven quarters of the season. I um, actually think the Rams looked like the Super Bowl champs for the first three quarters versus the Falcons before almost giving it up in the fourth. And I think if we isolate that fourth quarter of both games and you take the Rams blowing it to the Falcons almost and the Cardinals' miraculous comeback versus the Raiders, if we take those two quarters out, I think this Rams line would be closer to six or seven. Sean McVay has owned Arizona 10-1 and against the spread and straight up as the the Rams coach versus the Cardinals. The Rams are the better team here. I'm hoping to buy down the hook and, and, and give the three on the road versus Arizona. Can I see Arizona winning this game? Yeah. I can't. I, I like what Kyler Murray did in the fourth quarter, but I still think it's a team that isn't very good right now without DeAndre Hopkins. Um, not many weapons to throw to on offense. Connors banged up, et cetera. I do like the Rams to win this one and assert themselves as the division, uh, as basically, the division leaders.
1: Great stuff as always, David. Always appreciate your time uh, on this late Friday night. Thank you so much, my friend. Uh, good luck this week.
3: Thanks. You too. Enjoy.
1: You got it. David Berman joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Again, our gatekeeper. All things uh, gambling on our digital platforms at ESPN. Again, make sure you check out all our columns, uh, getting you ready for this week in college football as well as uh, NFL week three. As I can't believe it's already week three. I just can't. I mean, this is what happens each and every year. Don't you feel that way? It just, like, flies by.
0: You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Go to shopify.com network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com network.
4: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
0: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team.
1: Welcome back to Week in Wager here on 90.7 ESPN. It is time for our Elias Insights. That's right. We usually have Randy Robles on, uh, but we've got Jimmy Wright tonight, and he's going to write this ship for us. We're going to break down three games for you, and Jimmy's going to give us some Elias Insights. I like to call them nuggets. I try not to, but I just have to get that out. Uh, so, Jimmy, welcome in. How are you this evening?
4: Hey Anita, how are you? Thanks for having me on. I, I knew that you were going to bring up Brandy. I know you're number one in this fan club. I hope I can do him justice today.
1: Oh, I'm sure you will. Oh, come on, uh, you come on. Uh, you'll, you'll, you're, you're, you'll probably you'll probably outshine. I have no doubt. All right, so let's jump into it. And and I love the three games that you have highlighted here. In my opinion, are three of the possibly three of the best games um, that we're going to watch in week three. So let's start with Baltimore and the Patriots. Word today is that. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson's dealing with some kind of elbow issue, but he's telling folks, media in Baltimore, don't worry about it. It's nothing. I'm going to play. Don't worry about it. What What are the Elias insights pertaining to this matchup, Baltimore and the, the New England Patriots?
4: Yeah, so this is an interesting one. Baltimore, not really the the team of old that you would think, right? I always think they were built on that defense and kind of dragged along the offense, but not so much this year. Um, They're giving up the most rushing yard. uh, They're giving up the most yards per game on offense already, which is unusual for them. And they really are led by Lamar in that offense. I mean, we saw it last week in that shootout against the dolphins. He threw for over 300. He ran for over a hundred. It's really, they are, they're built on that offense. And, I would just point out for if we have any in-game betters listening, they really run hot and cold. If you look at the first half of Ravens games, they're outscoring their opponents by two touchdowns. They're nineteen, averaging 19 points first half, only given a five. But in the second half, they get outscored by eight and a half points. That's the tenth worst differential. So they have the best differential in the first in any half in the first half. And then in the second half, they really aren't closing out these games. We saw them blow that big lead. The only The second time they ever had a 21 point lead and lost the game last week when they blew it to the dolphins. So they're, you know, if Lamar is hurt, they are really going to be in some trouble.
1: Interesting. Interesting. I like it. So maybe a uh, little, little coin on, uh, on Baltimore. I want to say if I, if I remember correctly, I want to say they're, they're minus three, minus three and a half in the first half. Yep. Um, you know, uh, that, that could be a-, a really good play. And, and also we just had, am not sure if you're aware of sport trade. Um, it's, it's, it's the stock market meets gambling. So for folks that were just listening in to, uh, to the sport trade segment, maybe that could be a good play there. Uh, buy into Baltimore, have them go up and then turn around and, and trade that value, trade that stock, Right. Uh, back to uh, to sport trade that can be that's that's a great insight right there Jimmy all right game number two let's talk about the Bills and the Miami Dolphins I, I have a feeling that your insight is I would be I'm not gonna use the word shocked but you know there's got to <laughs> be something there's got to be something here in regard to a short work week there's got to be something here in regard to the bills heading down to Miami and playing in 100 degrees weather. I I would imagine something in that regard.
4: I don't have anything specifically on the on the weather. We don't control it, right? We try not to look at it too much. But when I, I well, do, I'm from Jimmy,
1: I'm from my, I'm from Miami. I've been telling folks this. We growing up in Miami, we did not go to dolphin games in September because it was too warm. I can't imagine putting on a uniform and playing in that forget about it. Not for me. So the bills eh. are going to have their hand, the bills are going to have their hands full, but uh, back to you, back to Elias, back to your insights. What do you have for us?
4: Well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned the weather because Josh Allen looks indestructible. Um, you know, in his last, he lost his first game to the Dolphins in his career. Since then he's won seven in a row. Uh, he's played Tua three times. He threw it three and zero oh against Tua. He's covered twice against Tua. One of them, the game was a push, but, um, Everybody knows Buffalo's dominating, right? I could give you plenty of insights on that if you'd like to hear them. But really, what struck me when I looked at this game is how good Miami has been recently. You know, we know last year they finished 9 and 8. They didn't make the playoffs. But if you look at their last 11 games, 9 and 2 against the spread, they've gone 10 and 1 over their last 11 games. And I realize they've gone through a coaching change, right? Flores last year, Mike McDonald now. But this offense is just explosive. Uh, last last week, again, that shootout against Baltimore, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell became the first pair of teammates to, in the same game, 10 or more catches, 150 or more receiving yards, and two touchdowns. Um, I know, Anita, you like to talk fantasy. We have five of the top 12 fantasy football scores in this game, so You know, the weather's definitely going to play a part, but I would not be surprised if we see another shootout in this one. Buffalo leads the NFL in scoring. Miami's tied for fourth. We could see a lot of points in this one.
1: Um, Would not surprise me either, that's for sure. And last but not least, Jimmy, give us the Elias insights on Green Bay and the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Bucks dealing with, I just feel like each and every week, it's like another guy goes down, right? Like Josh Wells now is down on the offensive line. I just... You know, wide receiver wise, who's going to suit up and play? Rashard Perryman? Like, I just feel like each and every week the Bucks are just like more injury riddled. Um, curious, what are your Elias insights with the the Packers and the Bucks?
4: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. Green Bay right now seventh worst against the rush. Um, Fournette had a big game against Dallas, right? Ran for 127, only 65 rushing yards against the Saints. But like you said, uh, Mike Evans is not playing. Chris Godwin, Julio Jones both questionable. It's funny. This is Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, but even the Packers, both of these teams are struggling passing the ball last year. The bucks were first. The Packers were eighth. This year, the Packers are 20th. The bucks are 23rd. So neither one's offense has really gotten going. Um, I see this game 42 at the over under. And I'm thinking, is that too many points already? Both teams have hit the under twice already. Bucks games are averaging 26 points, Packers 33 and a half. You know, the Bucks have only, Bucks have only scored 39 points. That's not what we think when we think of a Tom Brady-led offense. But, you know, the way it's played so far, like you mentioned, with the injuries, this might be a low-scoring one. Um, one other thing to point out, Packers' last four games on the road, 0 for 4 against the spread.
1: Wow. Great stuff, Jimmy. So appreciate you for, uh, for joining us. Again, uh, these are your Elias Insights each and every week. We like to present them to you, and we feel that with this Elias Insight, we make you a more intelligent uh, gambler and a more intelligent, is it wager? Is that even a word, Jimmy? I don't even know. It could be a Marxism. Who knows? Of course. Uh, but, but, there's, but there's more than just these three games because Elias has an amazing app. Uh, called the Elias Game Plan app. Jimmy, before we let you go, let the folks know how can they find it, download it, all that good stuff.
4: Yeah, the Elias Game Plan app, it's in the app stores right now for either iOS or Android. Uh, Like you said, we have – this is just a small amount of the information I came with, and this is only for three games. We cover every game every week. Uh, We have fantasy football insights, betting insights, up-to-the-minute injury news. So, you know, I like to say whether you're you want to win your fantasy league, whether you want to lay some coin on a bet, or if you just want to impress your friends while you're sitting around watching the games, our app is is certainly the one for you. I would say go download it. You got two days. Get to, get in it before Sunday.
1: There you go, Jimmy. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you, Jimmy Wright, joining us from the Elias uh, Sports Bureau. Always uh, great having you on. Uh, so much to digest, and, uh, and, and how, does, how do these Elias insights equate in regard to how I would be gambling in these games? We'll jump into that next. You're listening to We Can Wager here on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk, believe in your game, believe in your bet, BetMGM Sports. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight.
1: To week in Wager here on 98.7 ESPN, and we've got one of the best handicappers in the country joining us, which is great, here on Weekend Wager, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk, believe in your game, believe in your bet, BetMGM Sports, and that is Fat Jack, uh, with, was with us last week, has had a very successful first two weeks of the NFL season, as well as college football, so he's back for some more action. So uh, welcome back, Jack. Hi, <laughs> welcome back, Jack. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, yeah, funny. It, yeah it,
2: it all works. It all rhymes. It all works. And yeah, when we're winning, everything's great, right? The sun's a little brighter, stays out a little bit longer. The cool air in the Northeast is fine. We're okay getting the sweaters out. If we lose, we're like, oh, gosh, it's getting cold. It's going to be wetter. It can be dark at three. So uh, right now, things are going great. You know, last week we gave South Alabama out uh, as an underdog on the West Coast. We gave a uh, ride on a lot of what we had on the New York uh, New York team. So Things are going really well at this point in the season, and knock on wood, we'll keep it going this week.
1: I love it. I love it. All right, so uh, since we are on here uh, in New York City, let's focus in on the New York teams, and you've got the Jets taking on Cincinnati. The Jets, very fortunate that Nick Chubb has no football IQ and did not take a knee with 90 seconds left, and the Jets having no timeouts, uh, and therefore the Jets were able to uh, really uh, miraculously pull off an upset and a win against Cleveland last week. Another AFC North opponent uh, going up against the Jets. The Jets are getting six against Cincinnati. Do you have a play in this matchup?
2: Yeah. You know, I I will tell you that, yeah, the unicorns were out last week in New York city. I mean, things went really well. You got a little bit lucky, but that happened. The NFL, you're going to take advantage of those spots. I mean, that's how you get your win total up there higher. And so good for the Jets to do that. I'm a big believer in statistics as we head into week three as it relates to the parity in the league. And so the Jets kind of fall into this category. Of it, it looks like they're probably not going to cover this week. But I, I will tell you, is one of those teams that you just feel like is better than they played. But as we head into week three, 0-2 teams This is since 2010, so a pretty good sample size. 0-2 teams since 2010 are – a 55 and 40 against the spread in week three. So they hit 58% of the time they cover the subset of that. are teams that are 0 and 2 straight up and against the spread in weeks one and two, they are hitting over 62% of the time since 2010. So week three is one of those a lot, not always statistics and numbers will get you to a place and they're not the only thing you need to use, but it certainly will be an indicator of what's probably going to happen. So the bad news for Jets fans: Cincinnati is one of those teams. There's very few. Carolina's one. Cincinnati's one. Uh, Vegas and Tennessee are both that way, but they're playing each other. Um, but Cincinnati is one of those teams that was oh, did not win, did not cover either week one or week two. And historically speaking, since 2010, those teams cover 62% of the time. So I'm going to lean. There, the value's gone. The number was four. Now it's up to six. Uh, if it goes any higher, I would definitely lay off. But if you make me play, I'd lean towards Cincinnati by
1: the points. Um, I'll tell you one of my favorite prop bets in this matchup is Joe Mixon over seventy-five and a half rushing yards, and you can get that at minus one fifteen. He's got forty-eight percent of the touches in two weeks, one of the highest in regard to all the running backs in the NFL. The Jets have allowed one hundred and eighty-six rushing yards and three touchdowns to Cleveland last week, and um, and last season. When Cincinnati took on the Jets, Mixon rushed for uh, over 90 yards against the Jets. So, uh, one of my favorite prop bets heading into this matchup is Joe Mixon over 75 and a half rushing yards. As for the Giants, they're two and zero. And listen, Daniel Jones, I I know he's not making anybody's highlight reel. You're not going to see him on ESPN. He's not rushing for over 100 yards and throwing for 300. But dude's been helping this uh, Giants team win some ball games, and sure enough. They have again sitting at two and zero. Now, big game Monday night here in dirty Jersey. Giants favored by one. Big reason why, as we know, Dak Prescott is still out. Cooper rushes there, but you know, he knows this offense. He's been in this offense for five years. The Giants favored by one. What's your play here?
2: Yeah, just win baby, right? I mean that's what that's what Giants fans are saying as they head over the bridge and get out of get out of New York or Manhattan and just win baby. And they get a Cowboy team at the right time. You know, we I've talked early in the year that you know there hasn't been a repeat in that division in 18 years, and it looks like Philadelphia is certainly the favorite. But the Giants are kind of finding their way, and if they're catching these divisional opponents at the right time, their record's going to reflect that. Dallas has owned this series recently, nine and one straight up their last 10 in the series. They're eight and one against the spread on the last night on the road, and so really, really good team uh, as they go on the road and against the Giants. But I will tell you, I am not a Cooper Rush fan. I'm not a Rush fan, really, either. So, um, I, I don't love the band. I don't love Cooper Rush, and I don't like him going to New Jersey. I think that the Giants are in the right spot here to keep this thing low-scoring, win another, kind of like what they've been doing. I mean, they're not the greatest show on turf by any stretch, but they're just winning, baby. Uh, they are 5-0 to the under their last five at home, and they're 11 of. 11 of the last 13 New York Giants game overall have gone under. So low-scoring game. You make me play this game and go under the 40, under 41, whatever the total is there. And just to lean toward the Giants in one of those kind of, uh, whoever hits the most field goals wins. Like low-scoring game, then I'll take the Giants minus the points.
1: Here, here's what I don't like, um, and that is this is a Giants offensive line, albeit improved, is giving up the most pressure of any offensive line in the NFL. Daniel Jones has been pressured in 50% of his dropbacks and only 45% of those Jack have come, uh, are, are, are without the blitz. 45 of the 50% is without the blitz, by the way, Daniel Jones is still number one in the NFL in regard to accuracy. Okay. Which is really, really impressive. But nonetheless, where I'm going with this is Micah Parsons, boy, uh, he just looks so damn good this season. If you don't have money on him winning defensive player of the year, run, don't walk to that window. Put some coin down on that. Uh, the the, uh, the the prop bets have not come out for this game yet, but I'm looking for what, what it's going to be for Micah Parsons to uh, log a sack against Daniel Jones with a suspect offensive line giving up that much pressure. So I would imagine it would come in. If I had to guess, somewhere around plus one seventy-five, plus one ninety-five. If you're lucky, maybe plus two hundred five. That's that's what I'm looking yeah, at. So this, My, Micah Parsons sack. This,
2: yeah, yeah. To this point, you don't want to be you don't want to be Daniel Jones's mom or Daniel Jones. You don't want to be Joe Burrow's mom or or, or Joe Burrow. They are getting a lot of pressure under the total. But you're right, Parsons is going off. And if you could have got it preseason, you're getting much better odds than you are now because he is not sneaking up on anybody. But, yeah, those are those are disturbing trends, certainly, for the Giants later on down the, down the line.
1: Again, Fat Jack, professional handicapper, joining us here on Weekend Wager, 98.70 SPN. Outside of our New York teams, uh, give me your two favorite plays heading into Week 3. Uh, from what I understand, and, and, and we were texting earlier today, you like Houston getting the points against Chicago. I love this play as well. What, what is it about Houston that you like so much?
2: Yeah, I think this is one of the easier plays on the board, to be honest with you. And I, I'm released this to my clients also. Everything's posted on the west so You can see after the games go who we actually release. And you'll see Houston went out early in the week. I think we're figuring out what Justin Fields actually is. And he is not a dynamic quarterback. He's nine of 12 starts have gone under the total. They're not scoring a bunch. Unless they're playing in four inches of water, we're not even sure that they can put an offensive drive together. Um, Houston, five and one against the spread, their last six. They are that team that kind of knows exactly who they are. They're not sneaking up on anybody, but defensively, they are incredibly sound. They've been very stingy, and in this low-scoring game, when I don't know that the Chicago has any answer if they get down, I think Houston wins the game straight up. This is not going to be the game you're going to want to watch I mean, you're going to want to bet on it and throw your TV in the lake or something. It's going to be very difficult to watch. But under the total, I think Houston's one of those. Are up three to seven at, at, at the end of the one, up three to seven at half, and win by ten to fourteen points uh, as an underdog. So I'll take Houston plus the points in that one for sure in Chicago.
1: I love it. I, I, I'm with you. Um, a lot of people are sleeping on this Houston Texans defense, uh, that's for sure. And and you know, unfortunately for Justin Fields, suspect offensive line. It's not like the organization did much for him, either in free agency or the draft. Um, you know, not, not able to pass the ball extremely well because he's under duress pretty much, you know, 85 90% of the time. So uh, I just, I, I think it's all about this Texans defense that really has been quite good, but not enough people are talking about them. So uh, for me, I'm with you. I like the Texans. Um, give me the three, I'll also play them. On the money line for sure. The other game is the Patriots going up against the Ravens. Some reports today, uh, or I should say this week, that um, uh, Lamar Jackson has not been practicing or limited at practice. He's dealing with some soreness. His elbow, I know he came out and and told the media in Baltimore, don't worry about it. It's nothing. I'm going to play. Like It's nothing to see here. Keep on walking. Nothing to discuss. The over-under here is at 44. What side are you on?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I'm one of those, and I think we talked about this last week, that until further notice, I'm an under-better with New England in the game. I don't think they have any idea what they're doing offensively. They have zero trust in their quarterback right now. And so, and, and when you have a coach that is so established and so good as Belichick has been, they're going to do exactly what he needs done to keep them in games, just like they did last week against Pittsburgh. We had under as an easy winner last week against Pittsburgh. And Baltimore, although they put up a bunch of points, you talk about the injury to Jackson, um, they also are a team that is going to, especially on the road, be more conservative, punt the ball away, not go for it on fourth down. Um, six of their last eight games on the road have gone under the total as well, Baltimore that is. So I think there's a lot of reasons why this is a safety first situation, play the field position, shorten the game, and go under the 44. I think that's another one of the easier plays on the board.
1: Hey, before I let you go, I want to give you my best bet, and that's the 49ers, minus one and a half. Huge swing here uh, in regard to the odds makers, and uh, obviously a big reason why Jimmy Garoppolo gives them a better chance than Trey Lance, with all due respect to Trey Lance, very sorry that he got he got injured. But Jimmy Garoppolo gives this team a better opportunity to win. Their defense is top five. Hocules is uh, the... the- the officiating crew that's going to be overseeing this game does not bode well for the Denver Broncos, who I think Nathaniel Hackett is in over his head. 25 penalties for minus 209 yards. Um, I, I think I think the 49ers roll here, and I'm happy to lay the one and a half with them on the road. Uh, what are your thoughts about that matchup?
2: Yeah, you know, they've been, Denver's defense has been really good. Their top 10 in yards allowed only 18... Uh, 18- Nine points per game, and so I do think this is that we feel like we're getting the better, more established quarterback with San Francisco. And right now, I don't know how anybody puts any money on Russell Wilson. He, he looks like the quarterback we saw last year when he was playing in Seattle. He's missing open receivers. He's not going through his progressions. He's throwing the ball away when he really should be running. He looks just totally lost. And what we got, a lot of people thought a change of scenery would help with a huge contract. Has actually done nothing for him. So I would lean under in the game. You may be playing. Yeah, Garoppolo gives him a better shot. But, but the value in the line has gone also because everybody realizes that. Uh, but right now betting on Denver, uh, you need to have a strong stomach to do that for sure. So I would definitely, uh, definitely probably go under the total. And in another one of those games I think points would be at a premium.
1: Fat Jack, joining us. Before we let you go, uh, let the listeners know exactly where they can find you, and and for uh, you know a plethora of your other plays heading into uh, week three of the NFL season and week four of college football.
2: Yeah, the selections everybody gets exactly the same place. They're so text to your cell phone. They're emailed to you. They're the exact games that I'm playing. And then they're posted and documented under the results tab on the website. So you're able to see you're getting only the best selections, text yourself or email to you. The price is only determined by how long you sign up. I've been doing this for 27 years. The longer packages, it's less than $100 a week to win. We're 13-3 and three on Saturdays. Really, really strong record. Went 4-2 again last Sunday. We had under the total in the Philly game on Monday. We had Cleveland last night. We're off to a great start, and by the way, two and zero in bases on Thursday. And up ten games in baseball for free. We don't pay. You don't pay for those. They're free. If Pete Rose couldn't make money betting on baseball, I always said I would have trouble making money betting on baseball. So I don't charge for those. They're absolutely free, and they'll add money to your bank account. Yeah. Go to FatJackSports.com, get signed up today, and win this weekend.
1: Love it, love it, Fat Jack. Thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure having you on. Good luck this weekend, my friend.
2: I need you're the best. Go get them. I'll talk to you soon.
1: You got it. Fat Jack joining us. Uh, This concludes our show and we thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Really. It's, it's, it's been a fun one. Uh, I want to thank of course, uh, Jimmy Wright from the Elias sports bureau, David Behrman from ESPN, uh, Alex Kane from sport trade, as well as we just heard from fat Jack jam pack show, a lot of fun getting you ready for this week in college and, uh, and, and NFL. And of course we we did touch on some uh, major league baseball tonight. Um, just a reminder, back tomorrow, high noon, right here on 98.7 SPN with my regular The Anita Mark Show from noon to 3. And, of course, really excited, as always, every Sunday coming your way, starting at 7 a.m. with Fantasy forecasts, getting you ready for your fantasy football matchup from 7 to 8 a.m. And then 8 o'clock, Matthias Kiwanuka joins me. We're with you until 11.00 where Dan Gross and Greg Buttle pick up for your Jets pregame show. And, of course, the only place you can listen to the Jets on the radio is right here on 98.7 ESPN. But this concludes Weekend Wager, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet, BetMGM Sports. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you tomorrow afternoon right here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.